The exodus has begun as parents have realized the risk of a public school education. Critical race theory was just a wake-up call to parents that schools are not neutral. This is Issues in Education. I'm Bob Boyd. And I'm Jerry Boyd. The nation's largest teachers union, the NEA, says it will force all public schools in the nation to teach a Marxist ideology called critical race theory that's embedded into the entire curriculum, despite parents' wishes. Parents are outraged and they are protesting as never before in front of school boards. Here are some angry parents. The Western culture and values that brought forth Christianity in the founding documents are being called evil and racist. Why are parents even questioning what to do about their child's future? They've taken for granted public schools. Thought it was just neutral. They didn't realize the other side. But Mark Levin does. He's a lawyer and host of a syndicated radio and TV show called Life, Liberty, and Levin. Mark Levin says the whole worldview of the public school system is based on Marxism. Many of the public school founders were Marxist. One especially was John Dewey. John Dewey, here's one of the founding fathers of America's progressive movement, praising the forced brainwashing of the Russian population by the brutal regime of communist dictator Joseph Stalin. Dewey remains central to the so-called modern-day progressive movement in academia. John Dewey says, use these schools for indoctrination. A man who was praising Stalin, praising the school system, 1928, you see on television parents trying to push back against critical race theory or transgenderism being taught to eight and nine-year-olds. You have to be an ignoramus or illiterate not to know it's based in Marxism because the people who founded it were open Marxists. They wrote books and books and books about it. So now we're getting what's called propaganda from the usual corrupt media sources. Because the ultimate goal is not diversity, is not a colorblind society, which they reject. It's a Marxist-oriented society. Why do you think the founders of Black Lives Matter are open about their Marxism? All this stuff about racism and the oppressed versus the oppressor, these are the models of Karl Marx. Mark Levin saying that Marxism is the basis for American education. The liberal left elite who run teachers' colleges and teachers' unions are oftentimes unwittingly using Marxist theories as their basis for education. That's right. I was surprised as a student at a Christian university to hear administrators praising John Dewey. It amazed me. Ideas have consequences, and we're seeing the results of Marxism in our schools. Jefferson said, A nation that is ignorant and free is a nation that never was and never will be. Only an educated populace is a free populace. Who could ever have imagined in the 1950s or 1960s that we would have a major political party and media pushing Marxism. That's right. Pete Hegseth is a TV host and author of Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation. Pete Hegseth graduated with an M.A. from John Kennedy School of Government at Harvard University and served as an infantry officer, a captain, and he served in Baghdad and Afghanistan. Pete Hegseth also ran for the U.S. Senate in 2012. Pete, why did you write this book, Battle for the American Mind? I wrote this book because I realized only an educated populace is a free populace. And of course, that's what our founders understood. That's also what the left knows. The lunacy you see, gender pronouns for eight-year-olds, critical race theory, 1619 Project, that didn't pop up out of nowhere. It was part of an intentional 
takeover of the minds of our kids. The ideas that promulgated in places like Columbia University and that teacher's college when the Marxists landed there have made their ways into first the classroom and the curriculum and the pedagogy and everything. The straight line from critical theory to Antifa. But now into our streets because they are breeding a new class of radical leftists activists coming out of not just universities, but high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools. And what I want to do with this book is equip parents and grandparents to understand the depth of the problem so that they can be a part of the solution and radically reorient how they educate their kids first and then get to how we address the larger system as well. It's amazing how our public schools and universities have been used by people with a radical Marxist thinking to transform our culture from academics to critical race theory to divide our nation and then into Antifa and riots in the streets to overthrow our system of government with a new class of radical left activists coming out of our schools. In reality, John Dewey to the Frankfurt School, they're all atheists, socialists, and Marxists. And what they knew is if they wanted radical societal humanist change, they wanted a future utopia of what they would call equality, now today they say equity, which is total crumbling of the capitalist system, they had to undermine free thinking. They had to replace the key ingredients. What's the most key ingredient they replaced? It was God. That's right. Communism is atheistic. So to change the most free and prosperous nation blessed by God, the Marxist educator elites knew they had to take God out of our culture. And that's why we see 90% of Christian children in public schools leaving the Christian faith from their secular discipleship. And I use that word intentionally. It is a discipleship in public schools. It was all incremental steps toward an atheist societal change of humanism and secularism. The progressives in the early 20th century studied that. And they said, the classroom is the most powerful tool we have for societal change. They openly talked about how important education was toward their goals. And they had to remove God, and they had to remove the free-thinking aspect of it. There is a reason why schools are pushing Common Core, the 1619 Project, critical race theory, and queer studies in middle school upon young, impressionable minds. Common core and social-emotional learning, and, and you open up your kid's laptop, and you're seeing 1619 Project, and you're seeing black kids are inherently oppressed, and white kids are inherently oppressors, and you're seeing gender pronouns and, and queer studies in your elementary and middle school. It didn't happen by accident. It was academics in ivory towers who proliferated theories Ideas have consequences. I celebrate the people that go to school board meetings and protest, but ultimately that doesn't change the dynamic of that school board, that school system, the teachers' unions, the pedagogy of what is taught, the diversity, equity, and inclusion counselors, all of the money of the Democrat Party and the educational complex. You have to make a radical choice as a parent or a grandparent to do something different. And then eventually down the line, 
Policymakers have to get to full educational choice so that parents can vote with their money and vote with their feet. There are online options, there are homeschooling options, there are things you must do because if you're counting on deprogramming your kids out of middle school and high school at this point, it's not going to work. You're sending your kids to Democrat camp for eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, and hoping you know one night at church or over dinner you can deprogram that. That's not how you create the kind of citizens we need to fight for our republic. That's right. So many pastors and parents still don't get it, that the children, their children, are being used as pawns to change our capitalistic, godly culture to an atheist, Marxist one through classroom education. Marxist control is the agenda of American Marxists today through our schools. Our guest, Pete Hegseth, author of Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation. If your child was being threatened by a vicious, rabid dog, would you protect them? Candace Owens was asked by a parent, what should she do about their public schooled children? That's the number one question that I get on the road. Parents to go, what do I do? What do I do? And I look back at them and I get kind of angry because I'm I'm like, listen to what you're asking me. You're asking me what you should do with your child when a predator is at bay. That you're asking what you should do when somebody is trying to harm your child because that's what's going on in these classrooms. Whether it's the pornography that's being taught, the critical race theory that's being taught, the classroom environment has become predatorial. And you're asking me what you should do. What would you do if any predator went after your child? You would yank them out of the school. You would fight tooth and nail to make sure that they were not exposed to this stuff. You are the parent, not the government, not the teachers. You are the parent. And you should always make sure that your children are not becoming prey. Get your children out of these public schools of indoctrination unless you want your kids to become little liberal Marxist Democrats. Why are parents even questioning what to do about their child's future? They've taken for granted public schools, thought it was just neutral. They didn't realize the other side, the political agenda in public schools. Ray Moore is the president of Exodus Mandate. Ray Moore is a retired lieutenant colonel chaplain in the Army. Ray Moore was a college chaplain for many years. Founding fathers had no intention that we would have a federal school system. So this is a very dangerous development because it just means that basically they can use a school system to carry out a political or ideological agenda, which is exactly what's going on. The second issue that Christians in particular need to look at is that scriptures, the Great Commission, certainly ought to cover the education of our own children. And so God has mandated education of the children belongs to the family with a system from the church. You know, people can usually find an extra three to $5,000 a year to send their children to a, a good Christian school. Excuse me, you talk about the cost of a private school. Think about the cost of a public school in terms of what the children turn out like. Think about the cost of these Christian children not returning to the faith of their parents. That's right. And I think if you were tracking homeschool children and Christian school children, most of them go on in the faith. Yeah, they do. Matthew 28, Jesus said, Go and make disciples of all nations and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. The Bible clearly says for the Christians to make disciples and to teach the things that Jesus said. It gives a commandment for those who are Christians to disciple and teach the people in our church, and that includes the children. Christians have gotten in their mind that we can have neutrality in education. 
apart from God's Word. All education has a religious character of some kind, so neutrality in education is not possible. And they don't realize that the children are being brainwashed and indoctrinated in humanism five days a week. Every church should be a school. We have these nice facilities, and we use them twice on Sunday and Wednesday night, but we're not thinking about our children. Mm -hmm. We run soup kitchens. We're doing everything but what we ought to be doing in many cases in these churches. But the buildings are there, and the children are there. You have many uh, public school teachers in some of these Bible-believing churches. You have uh, money. It's interesting also, one of the spiritual gifts is teaching. And I knew of one church in Texas that all the parents that had their kids in that church came to the church during the week and would teach. That one parent knew something about mathematics, another knew something about music, and they would pool their resources, and together, through the Holy Spirit, they taught the children of that church. And because homeschooling has shown just how easy it can be. And I'm sort of operating under the proposition that if the people will lead, the leaders will follow. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> you also wrote that the best ministries are chasing diversions instead of root causes. You have churches crusading against pornography, homosexuality, and abortion, but these are only symptoms. The root cause is what the children are learning five days a week in the humanistic schools. Right. Even abortion and homosexuality, as dangerous as those are, and we must work against them, they're symptoms. Because the society is turning away from Christ and His Word. And probably the thing that's causing the society to turn away most from the Lord would be the public school system and the media. But we have one thing they desperately need to be successful, and that's children. If we give them our children, we really lose. But we can take away from the humanists the children that they need to brainwash. And we have one thing you failed to mention. What? We have the power of God. And God can change a nation with far fewer people. He can take just a handful of people and change his whole nation. This is so important that if you put abortion, the homosexual debate, and all the other things in another pile wouldn't equal this. Because if we could win every one of those battles, and if we lose the school battle and the battle for our children, we've lost the country. Win with the children, we can win all those others. Jesus said, paraphrasing one of his verses, what does it profit the church if she wins the whole world and loses her own children? And I think the next move of God seeing the church move into Christian education in a more serious way. Where's the church? The church needs to educate its kids. Education should be one of the primary things that we do. Now, what percentage of the young people that go through these public schools, what percent drop out of Christianity? 80% of evangelical Christians, public school, leave the church and abandon the Christian faith. Now, that's pretty shocking. 80%. Now, you'd think if you owned a restaurant and 80% of the people didn't come back to your restaurant, you'd try something else. But yeah, you have church leaders today still, after all that has happened, they still haven't seen the main reason we're losing people. They don't see the main culprit yet, do they? I've been in the pastoral ministry 40 years as a minister, retired army chaplain, the rank of lieutenant colonel, and I talk to pastors and they've been telling me for years that they're afraid to address this because they have so many public school addicts in their churches and they know if they preach on this, they'll start losing members. So they're afraid to address it. If you're a obedient Christian, follow scripture in this, you will withdraw your children from this pagan, godless system, atheistic system. 
demonic in most cases. You will not put your children in that environment, and you will educate them in Christian schools or homeschooling. And now today, this generation is fewer than 4% that are Christian, so the public schools have really played a role in the secularization or atheism in this country, has it not? Yeah, the public school has been the main culprit for the de-Christianization of America. A Christian who is a public school science teacher warns parents that their children are not salt and light in the public schools. They are in fact converted out of their Christian faith and into secular humanism. Tell us what you see when you see these Christian children coming to your public school in ninth grade. These kids come in in ninth grade and they've got their Bible, they've got their What Would Jesus Do wristbands, and they got their look to them. But by the time I get them in 11th grade, 12th grade, they're not witnessing, they're not being light and salt like their parents think they are. It's really a shame because there's an awful lot of Christian parents that are being duped. Johnny's getting A's and B's and doesn't have tattoos on his neck and he's not robbing banks and shooting heroin into his arm. So maybe things aren't as bad as people say they are. By the time they're seniors, about 90% of them have lost their zeal for the Lord. And we homeschool our kids. The schools get the kids six hours a day, 185 days a year for 13 years. And and then the church gets them for, at best, an hour and a half. To me, it's not just a matter of academics. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his kid? That's well said. I mean, what parent would want to risk their child's eternal soul? I hear a lot of people say, our kids are in a really great school and, and they've got all these Christian teachers there. And it doesn't make sense to me. I think if I went to a church where the pastor was awesome and one of the Sunday school teachers was a transvestite, one of them was addicted to pornography, would I go to that church? And of course I wouldn't. But people have no problem putting their kids in a school that embraces those things. This will be my last year. We're going to be starting a school. Since I teach science, I can teach anything, chemistry, physics, biology. I thought, why don't I open up kind of a co-op and teach some science to these kids, these homeschool parents that don't want to dissect frogs and all that stuff. So I did that. And now we've got teachers that are teaching algebra and English and writing skills and things like that. We've got music and worship. I think our biggest hurdle here is ignorance. They really don't understand. Let them get a full picture of what's really going on in the public schools. More people will begin to start turning churches into schools. We got a call from a police officer in L.A. County. We asked him why he was called as a police officer onto public school campuses. Weapons on campus, drugs, fights, the usual thing. You're being called out onto the campus of elementary schools, high schools? Oh yeah, on a daily basis. You heard Chaplain Ray Moore talking about getting the Christian kids out of the public schools? That's correct. How'd you respond to that? Really, it struck a chord in my heart. I'm telling you, like the Lord was speaking, it made a lot of sense. He was talking about, we're tired of the last 30 years trying to reason and change the school. I'm a police officer. I drive around in a police car all night. Of all people, I'm going to these schools. I'm dealing with crime and things in the school all the time. It made total sense. That's why I called. How many children do you have in public schools? I had two, and I pulled my little one out of kindergarten already. I have a first grader. She's being introduced by some Eastern mysticism thing, some New Age thought, and I, I just couldn't take it. So if they cannot afford to put their children in a, in a Christian school, seriously, it's strongly look into maybe even getting into a co-op homeschooling program. You can get together with other parents, or maybe you can put together some type of program. You've got a great voice. You remind me of Jack Webb. Sergeant You remember him? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's it. Here's a brief cut from the late great pastor D. James Kennedy. We need Christians in public school teaching, but don't send your seven or eight-year-olds to take on a 40-year-old atheistic humanist or you're feeding them as cannon fodder. 
to those who are alien to everything you believe. And if you do, don't come back to me and say, Oh, Pastor, where did we go wrong? Look what's happened to our child. He hates everything that we believe. You put him in an ungodly situation with teachers who are excellent experts at playing mind games with your children with enormous effectiveness. Not only are they not going to get a good education, they're also going to have their beliefs devastated. The great Dr. Charles Hodge said in the 1850s, should statist or public education become universal, it will become the greatest injury of atheism that the world has ever seen. And history has proved him right. Here's Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the hundreds of Calvary chapels around the world. Many of our social problems directly attributable to the public school. I believe that the children belong to the Lord. As a parent, I am a steward to see that this child has the best opportunity to know the Lord. The public school is one of the last places you would want to send your child. It will have a very serious effect on the future of the church if we allow our children to be so degraded and demoralized as they are in the public school system. Thanks, Pastor Chuck. Popular Pastor Joseph Moorcraft was asked what the worst thing about public schools was. The worst thing about public education, it teaches children that you can get a good education without Christ or the Bible. That's anti-Christian to the core. The heart of state-supported education is anti-Christian. In fact, I believe there is no future for the Christian church in the United States as long as Christians in this country keep their children in public schools. Christian education is a part of the Great Commission. Dr. Simons had doctorate in theology. He was a public school teacher, principal, and college professor. Any idea what percentage of teachers are lesbians or homosexuals? The homosexual groups have increased more and more teachers in the system because of the training that they get at these teacher training sessions that are by the NEA for the teachers. We were shocked. They're showing them all kinds of films, absolute hardcore pornography. When they finish that, new teachers that have never been involved in that began to promote the diversities such as the homosexual and lesbian lifestyles as being normal and as being right and that the Bible has nothing to say about it and they feel they have to do it because if you don't you're a homophobic. Once they're convinced that Christianity is wrong starting with evolution proving there is no God, once the mind is prepared they're open to accepting something radical like Islam. I had a personal experience I can verify when I was meeting on a regular basis in Washington, D.C. with the U.S. Department of Education. We had a new member, the head of CAIR, the Muslim representative in Washington, D.C. of Islam. They didn't come in there and sit down and say, oh, I'm so glad to learn about the American school system. They came in there with absolute demands. Here's what we want. This is the first day they're there. We want every American school to provide a room where the Muslim students in that school can go every single day and pray five times towards the mosque and have prayer on public school campuses. That the schools provide rooms for their kids to pray. The first day, the first statement on the guy's mouth. And what was their reaction? Stunned silence. 
Not a soul in that room spoke up and said, what are you talking about? We don't have religion in public schools. Yet Christian students couldn't carry a Bible, couldn't wear a T-shirt that says Jesus saves, could not speak up in class and mention the name of God, and they couldn't ever use the word creation. This is while they're giving the Muslims on public cost rooms for their children to pray. These words that you're saying, it just staggers me to think that the church is giving up 90% of their own church children go to public schools and hear teachings about foreign gods. That's really foreign gods. The church is turning their kids over to this. They're so careful who they let teach Sunday school, they would never turn them over to a Unitarian Sunday school, and yet they turn them over to the schools that teach this kind of stuff. We have to have a Christian school in every church. Think of what would happen if the churches were of one mind and one spirit to save our children and give them the gospel and make it the greatest missionary outreach that's ever happened in the church. Think what would happen. What would happen? The whole nation would go back to its Christian basis. So that's what we have to do in order to restore America. And there's only one way it can be done, and that's through education. And we have to do it the way God says to do it, and that's raise up a child in the way he should go. God's going to see this through. So keep praying. Do something, even if it isn't any more than supporting those that are out there trying to do it. Our guest has been Dr. Robert Simons. He's been faithfully serving the Lord his whole life with an incredible love and concern for the children of our nation. He warns us that there are 20 million Christian children now in peril will lose their faith in God and turn away from Jesus Christ because of what they're taught in public schools. As Christians, how can we ignore this spiritual slaughter? And that's exactly what it is. If we ever expect America to turn back to God, we need to teach the children about God's great love for them. Removing Christian children from hostile anti-God territory is no more a retreat than protecting civilians in times of war. We don't put civilians on the front lines, we protect them. Remember, 12 apostles changed the world. They literally turned the world upside down. And yet we have 10 evangelical churches for every school district. We have the buildings, the children, the adults. And as Jesus commanded, we have the Great Commission to go in all nations and make disciples and teach them. Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. Sheep fed just on Sunday morning starve. Children need more than vacation Bible school. They need school Monday through Friday. Please pray that God would change hearts and minds to make their churches schools. Every church a school. This will change America like nothing else. Praying for revival and then turning the children over to the enemy, this is a complete contradiction. If we pray for revival, we need to put those prayers into action and educate the children in a biblical worldview. If you would like a CD copy of today's program, please ask for number 1790, Schools of Marxism, Part 1. That's number 1790, Schools of Marxism, Part 1. The CD also includes next week's program, Part 2. And you can order a CD copy of our program from our website. Our website is issuesineducation.org. That's issuesineducation.org. And give us a call at 928-776-0000. That's 928-776-0000. For Issues in Education, this has been Bob and Jerry Boyd.